Howdy, howdy. Welcome to NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. This is a little special edition that we have done now for, what, 19? This is the 20th week we've done this, Scott. It's a uh, offshoot of our show that we do each and every day at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. It's heading back to the window with Scott and Scott doing it NFL style. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up the team at, uh, at heading back to the window. And if you're very perceptive, you notice we've been uh, joined by a third and you know me, I'm not nearly a hat guy, but I, I couldn't I couldn't let it go as we have Chris King on the show. You probably check out his show right before ours every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 p.m. Central. Just parlays with him and his partner, Jim Williams. Chris, uh, as most people in South Carolina are, huge Buffalo Bills fan. Chris, good to have you here, buddy. Thanks, Scott. And don't forget, you know, just because I live here now, it's not where I'm from. I understand. I am from, you know, outside of the Buffalo area where, you know, I enjoyed watching New England completely stink it out last week. Really uh, exercised a lot of demons for for the Bills franchise. It, you know, yeah, it was a it was a nice game to watch on television. I'm sure it was. I had, had another nice game to watch on television myself. T Train checking in. I know he's a big New England fan. So uh, I said, "Rice, shall be happy you're in Miami. It's cold as balls here. Balls are something that can be either hot or cold. Because I've heard it said hot as balls as well. Scott, do you have a preference?" Uh, it's how hot or how cold is the average ball that cold? Your, That's the answer. Your balls run hot or cold, Scott. Can we ask you that? Uh, it depends on my mood. Is that a me too question? I don't want to fucking go too far here. Depends on my mood. Okay, fair enough. Scott, I noticed you don't have a Jets hat on. Um, what's what's up with that? Uh, I got I got to dig one up. It's been a while since I could wear that proudly. But I'm next to two people here who have something that are still... I don't know, going on in football because both your teams are still playing. My team hasn't played a meaningful game since, I don't know, week two? I was going to say, I was going to say, one, or maybe preseason, yeah. but I was going to say Super Bowl three, but I was going okay. to get a Namath reference in there, but, you know, my show wasn't alive then. James Mounts in the house, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, San Francisco, Kansas City, Buffalo over. We'll see about all of them. We'll see about all of that. Um. Oh, and my apologies, Rachel. I I misspoke on the show the other day where I said you were a Rangers fan. It's because back when we had those meetings, you talked about how you banked the or took the Rangers over the Capitals, and they got smacked at the opening part of the season. So I misunderstood and thought that you were a favorite of the Blue Shirts as opposed to the boys from the Island. Uh, no. Unfortunately, the Blue Shirts have done better than the Islanders this season. But I am an Islanders fan. Very so good. my apologies. All good. Don't worry about it. Are you a, are you a Sabres fan as well? Me? No. Okay. I can't stand the Sabres. Okay. I like the Leafs back when Harold Ballard was turning off the water fountains in Maple Leaf Gardens so he could sell more concessions. Excellent. Excellent. James Mouse is 1969. Yes. Eight degrees this morning in St. Louis. Yeah, that's about what it was here in KC, brother. Uh, somewhere. It's, uh, it's in the low to mid-30s down here. Um, you know, we had snow. Uh, last weekend, we had about six inches. And of course, since nobody has any plows here, they promptly closed schools for the entire week, even though yesterday it was 60. Have no no plows in South Carolina? I saw three plows uh, the other day. They were all right one behind the other. All right, there you go. T-Train says he uh, attended many Sabres games at the Oud. Oh, yes, the Memorial Auditorium. It's now a parking lot. Um. Uh... Scotty Those Bull. days were a lot better than what you've seen now at the Marine Midland Arena slash Key Bank Center slash insert name here slash Buffalo hasn't made the playoffs in a decade. They're the NHL's version of the Jets. Ryan Page's Go Niners going to be hard at Lambeau. Going to be fucking cold at Lambeau, buddy. Yeah, game time temperature they're projecting to be about 11 yeah. with the wind show one below. Not good at all. All right, let's kick it off, gentlemen. One of the – I'll tell you what. Let me ask you this. Is, is there anybody – are the best teams left in the AFC? Is there is there an NFC team that's better than the Bills, that's better than the Chiefs right now? I think Green Bay is better than the Bills, but I think it's close. Uh, truth is, maybe the Chiefs too, because we've seen the Chiefs and the Bills have issues defensively over the last couple of weeks, uh, particularly with the injuries to White in Buffalo secondary, which definitely hurts because he's easily their best corner. They looked really good against New England, but we're not exactly big fans fans of Mac Jones. We think he could be okay, but he's not amazing by any means. 
Kansas City had defensive lapses for the first half of the season. Then they kind of picked it up, but we will see moving forward. I think Green Bay is a top two team left, so I'll say yes. I don't know who's better between Buffalo and Kansas City. That game does seem like an extreme coin flip to me. An extreme. The bad part about this game is is the fact that it's not going to be next week. Let's be honest. Yeah, 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 absolutely true. All right, so let's get started. Of course, we we go to war with the uh, games we have, not the games we want. So let's talk about it. Going to kick off on Saturday with the Bengals Titans. Titans at home. They are uh, the number one seed, of course. They are laying four and forty-seven and a half is the number. Chris, you're the away team here. You're the guest. Kick us off on this one. Tell me what you like. Besides well, I, Joe I, Burrow, guess, he's good. I, I guess the big part for Tennessee is, you know, they're going to have Derrick Henry back. You know, he hasn't played since, I don't know, week eight or so. At that point, he led the league in rushing. Now you can rotate him. You can rotate Dante Foreman, who was good in the second half of the season. You can throw Dontrell Hilliard in there. Uh, obviously, those teams are going to – or the Titans are going to want to run the ball. The problem is Cincinnati's got a good run defense. I mean, they're uh, fifth in the league against the run. But my concern is, can they hold up? I mean, let's face it. I don't know what you guys thought about the uh, inadvertent whistle touchdown last week against the Raiders that ended up proving to be the margin of victory in that game. We know Jerome Boger's team won't be back out there officiating any more games to possibly screw a team over. Um, but let's say that Cincinnati was fortunate that the Raiders were one for five in the red zone last week. I don't know if they're going to have that kind of luck against Tennessee. Yeah, that's that that's that's a great point. Scott, what do you got on this one? For me, I feel like even though Tennessee's been disrespected all season long and they somehow got the one seed anyway, and they're getting Derrick Henry back and I get everything like that, I like Cincinnati plus the points because I just cannot get behind Tannehill this year. I can't do it. And I know that he was great in years past, He was pretty shaky in the regular season. Henry, I know he's going to play. I'm not sure, A, how long, B, how well, because when you haven't played in that many months, you can practice for a week. I'm not expecting prime Derrick Henry. That's not what I'm trying. So I'm expecting them to kind of contain him, them being Cincinnati a little bit. But the question is, do do I think Tennessee's secondary, which has been a concern all season long, do I think they can contain Higgins, Chase, Boyd, and company? I don't. So I think that Burrow should play pretty well. I think this game will be very close. I expect a one possession game late. And if that's the case, I'm going to take the points. All right. Yeah. See, that's the question. Derek Henry with that layoff, is he rusted or rested? That's because usually at this point, he's had what, 385, 400 carries. So, and, you know, I know he had a lot of carries early. In fact, I looked at this, I was looking at the carries leader. Like five weeks after he'd been injured, he was still in the top five of carries. That's that's how much that's how much they hammer him. So, Chris, what's your opinion on the Derrick Henry situation? Is he going to be rusty, uh, having not played since whatever week four, or is he going to be rested and hungry and in a better position than he was uh, normally in the postseason? Well, we talked about this on our show too. Uh, Rock Riley was on. He told us that you know they put. Uh, Henry threw contact drills this week to prove that that he was ready to go. I think he's going to be rested. It's going to help him clearly because, I mean, like you said, he doesn't have the 400 carries that wears you down in the second half of the season. Uh, The big thing, too, though, Scott, and this is one thing that we looked at, both these guys got sacked a ton. Cincinnati Burrow got dumped 51 times this year. Tannehill got dumped 47. Which offensive line is going to hold up? Uh, Trey Hendrickson, you know, he cleared the concussion protocol for the Bengals. That's a plus for them. And we know Tennessee actually has a pass rush, which is scary. But I think in the case of Henry, he's going to be ready to go. I I see. I agree. I think that's exactly the the way it's going to go down. uh, T-Train says Tennessee has a tendency to throw up a stinker every now and then. Uh, They made the Pats look better than they were. Absolutely. How many snaps did Henry take? That's the key. I think he plays 65% of the plays. And I think he gets twenty plus carries. I think I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get regular use. I I think he's going to be well rested. Plus, you know they had a they had still had a decent run game. They didn't change their offense very much when he was out, and they were able to get it done. Um, I like this. I like this Tennessee team. I like his Cincinnati team a lot. What the difference for me is the fact 
that Tennessee has a pass rush. They did not have a pass rush last year. Just an absolutely historically bad pass rush. They have a defense involved. Uh, if Burrow has time to throw, could be a problem because I'm not sure that I'm in love with this Tennessee secondary, but I think they're going to be able to get to him. I think they're going to make him shift his feet, and I like uh, Tennessee in this spot. Like in Derrick Henry last year, by the way, 378 carries at this point when he hit the postseason. So 219 this year. I like that. I like that difference. I think that I think a rested Derrick Henry makes the difference here. I think he raised a valid point too. If Tennessee gets pressure on Burrow, it's going to make a big difference. If Burrow has all day to throw back there, like you said, Tennessee secondary is awful. I mean, they finished, I believe, it was 26th in the league in pass defense. Right. And we saw them make some, they made Davis Mills look good in week 18, knowing that a win would give you the, the top seed in the playoffs. I mean, how do you let a 21 nothing lead turn into a three point game with four minutes to go? Yeah, they had the same number of scoring drives. They just one of them ended in a field goal for Houston instead of a touchdown, and that was and that was the difference in the game. T Train says Burrow is better than Tannehill. I agree. Uh, Tannehill has certainly looked a lot more like Miami Ryan Tannehill uh, this year than than Tennessee Tannehill. However, he does get Julio Jones and Brown back completely healthy, and I think that makes a big difference. So you're going Tennessee. Because you were kind of flip flopping. I was. Up to the show. I was. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm going Tennessee here. I think. I think the Titans take care of business. As a Chiefs fan, obviously, I'd like to see the Titans go down to defeat. But I. Uh, I think Cincinnati is a year away. I'm. I'm impressed with what they've done so far. They're. They won a very tough division, and maybe not as tough as we thought it was going to be. But I still like this Tennessee team a lot going forward. I just. Uh, I think Tennessee takes care of business tomorrow. What do you mm. think? Bro? Somebody was somebody was I, I, tend to, I tend to agree with Scott. I think it's gonna be probably a 27-21 type of game, something like that. That, that feels and right. I, I also agree, you know, Zach Taylor and the Bengals are a year ahead of what most people would have expected. Nobody expected Jamar Chase, I think, to break out and put up the numbers he did. But the problem is can that offensive line hold up? And he's been smacked around so many times. And the interesting stat is like I said, he's been sacked 51 times. Of quarterbacks that have been sacked fifty times in a season, zero of them have made it to the Super Bowl. That's a nice. That's a nice nugget right there, buddy. Uh, what do you got for the total here, gentlemen? Forty-seven and a half is your number. Go ahead. I think this total is really tricky. This is really, really tricky to me because since I think Cincinnati's going to win, or I think they're going to keep it really close, I'm expecting them to do something offensively. The question is, do I think Tennessee? with all the weapons back, are going to be able to generate big plays? Or will they rely more on the Henry safe, uh, security blanket and try to go through long drives and methodically move the ball downfield? Because you mentioned Julio being healthy, which he really hasn't been since, I don't know, September, <laughs> October. Right. It's been a long time. A.J. Brown's healthy. We know how good he can be. And Henry's a home run hitter every single time. You mentioned how bad the Raiders were in the red zone offensively in that Cincinnati game. Cincinnati in the red zone stunk too. So that also was a bit concerning and why the game was close. I'm going to lean under. I'm not going to actually make a play on the game, but I do think that Tennessee is going to stick with the Derrick Henry game plan, play good defense with Vrabel. You'll maybe get a conservative punt or two, which we have seen from Vrabel in the playoffs in the past. And I do think that Taylor, despite being a candidate for coach of the year, I do think he tends to settle for field goals a decent amount in the red zone. And I think you'll end up seeing a couple of long drives result in field goals that might kill the pace. So I'm going to lean to the under. Chris? I, I tend to think Scott's right. I mean, if you looked at the numbers this season, uh, when I wrote about this uh, yesterday, I believe that Tennessee has stayed under the total in seven of their nine games at home this season. The Bengals stayed under the total, and I think it was six of eight on the road. Um. Yeah, it was six and eight on the road and seven and nine at home. I think that this one's going to be one of those methodical, grinded out, three yard in a cloud of dust days. Remind you of the days of Earl Campbell uh, and Bum Phillips, and I think it's going to end up falling short of that mark. All I think right. the one thing we also I forgot to mention, which we mentioned before, can I really take an over if I don't trust either offensive line? That's true too. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, you talk about three yards in a cloud of dust. I think it's going to be twenty three yards, and where the fuck did he go? I thought I had him tackled. <laughs> Um, here's, here's three numbers that scare me, uh, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, 7.4, five, even 6.7, that's yards per carry that they gave up on the ground. The last three games to the chiefs Browns. And of course that vaunted running attack of the Las Vegas Raiders. 
no, no. The, Derek, the vaunted running attack of the Raiders. Derrick Henry has to be licking his chops. I I think these I think these teams go up and down the field. I'm uh, I think this Cincinnati defense got exposed a little bit last week. I think they get exposed a lot on Saturday. Give me the over right there in this one. So. The entertaining thing was before the win last week against the Bengals or for the Bengals over the Raiders, their last playoff win came over the Houston Oilers back in 1991. That's right. It was the it's the curse it was the curse of Bo Jackson. They uh, they injured Bo Jackson and then won the next game and that was it. That was the last time they were in the playoffs. Yep. So they have, and then and then the Raiders went to Buffalo and got obliterated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh uh not a pretty game there. All right, guys, 49ers at the Packers. We had some people talking about that one earlier. Uh, Skeeter, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go on this one. Of course, Green Bay at home, five and a half point favorites, 47 is the number. Now you and I have been a fan of this, uh, 49ers team as the season has gone on. Do we get off the bus here, buddy, or do we ride it straight over the fucking cliff? What do you got? Well, of course it is worth mentioning that I was waiting to hear about the status of Warner and Bosa because you had to keep tabs on both. It seems like they're both going to play, so crisis averted there. I like Green Bay, and I have a hard time trusting Garoppolo in general, but with a messed-up shoulder now and a messed-up finger playing in the cold weather of Lambeau, I'm not exactly a fan of the spot. Now, I know the argument, or the counter-argument is the Niners are going to try to run the ball anyway, and Garoppolo won't have to throw that much. I'm sure Green Bay knows that plan too. So the thing is, Green Bay is undefeated at home this season. They've been great. Adams torched this team in the first meeting. And the first game came down to a field goal at the end. We can agree with questionable officiating. Green Bay probably should have won the game more easily. I'll put it that way. A lot of calls went the Niners' way in the second half. But Green Bay gets a lot of guys back. Jerry Alexander is supposed to be back. They're looking at Bakhtiari, who might return to the offensive line, which is a big boost. But you have an undefeated team at home that thrives in cold weather against a West Coast team traveling to the cold with an injured quarterback, I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah, this is one of those games where, you know, people always bitch about going to San Francisco and like, oh, it's cold in San Francisco. And it, it is. It's like you can be there in July, and once that sun goes down, man, the wind, it's cold. But you know what? You're about to find out what fucking cold's all about. Um, Scott, I mean, uh, Chris, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. What do you got, Packers roll? Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to win. I mean, the Packers averaged better than 30 points a game at home this year. Like Scott said, they were 8-0 at Lambeau. Uh, back in that game, you know, you gave Aaron Rodgers 40-some seconds to get down the field where all you had to do was keep him from getting a field goal range, and you couldn't do it then. Um, I know that the, we know that San Francisco is going to try to run the ball. Um, you're going to see a lot of Debo Samuel out of the backfield. Surprisingly, he's been more effective than Elijah Mitchell and the rest of those guys. But yeah, Garoppolo, he's never thrown a pass in weather below 40 degrees in the NFL. So how's he going to adjust? How are the 49ers receivers going to adjust to getting hit in that kind of weather? Because you get a lot of alligator arms when it comes to playing in this kind of this kind of uh, climate. That's right. People are talking about, you know, it was 65 in San Francisco today. It was 16 in Green Bay. Like we said, it'll be 11 tomorrow at kickoff. And there'll be some wind. And it's supposed to be about 10 miles an hour. Rodgers has been there. Uh, Garoppolo hasn't. I just don't have faith in San Francisco. Their best bet is to try and bleed the clock and keep Rodgers off the field. I think with a uh, <laughs> button head, Chris versus the steamroller, that'd be quite a battle. Uh, two Weezers at Caesars right there. Um I think on a neutral field with good weather and a healthy Garoppolo, I think this is a very interesting football game. There's a lot to mm -hmm. like about this Niners team. They're they're a lot like the Bengals. They're a young team. I think they're coming on. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward. This is just a bad spot, man. And like you said, Scott, Green Bay's getting really healthy. Uh, Bakhtari's been uh, has been uh, upgraded to probable. Merciless is probable. Zadarius Smith is probable. So they're getting a lot of help back on the defensive side as well. Uh, that and Alexander. What's that? And Alexander in the secondary. Alexander is still is still questionable. He has not been upgraded to probable, but you know it's it's the playoffs, dude. I'd be surprised if these guys didn't go. You know what I'm saying? They are going to be missing uh, Valdez Scantling. He's doubtful, so that that sucks a little bit. But we've seen that 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that doesn't really need targets. It doesn't. It doesn't matter who's catching him. Somebody's going to catch him. They get him. Cobb back though, right? Uh, they yeah, he's yeah he's been activated from IR. So yeah, he's he, and he's probable as well. So he's going to go with with that groin injury. And Valdez Scantling, he's so inconsistent. One week he'll put up, you know, four catches for ninety yards and a touchdown. And the next three weeks he'll disappear and get nothing. Right. Yeah. About the time you pick him up off the waiver wire. Yeah. I, I totally. Yeah. That's what happened to me in the, in the fantasy playoffs. I had him and Lazard and played Valdez Scantling and then lost. Very nice. Um, I've got the under here, guys. I think it's going to be a bit of a grind. I think this is going to be a San Francisco offense that that finds the the situation in Green Bay is going to be a little bit different than the situation in Dallas as far as running the football. I've got I've got the under in this in this spot. Uh, Scott, what do you got? I like the under too. Like you're looking at a spot where we know the weather's going to be cold. Green Bay, yes, they score a bunch of points at home, but San Francisco, we know they want to run the ball, which means they want to eat up a bunch of clock. The game plan's obvious. Everybody knows what it is. Garoppolo should throw the ball less than 20 times. They'll run it 35 plus times and hopefully win time possession by at least five minutes. Yep. That's pretty much their entire game plan. We all know it. And whether or not that works out, can the Niners play from behind and actually generate quick strikes? I don't think so. Absolutely so I like the not. under. Absolutely not. Chris? I have to agree. I think this one's going to stay under the total, like Scott said. we Everybody knows San Francisco's game plan is bleed the clock. I mean, it's basically, you know, Bill Parcells circa 1987. Granted, Kyle Shanahan hasn't moved past that, but that's because he doesn't have a quarterback that can do a damn thing when it comes to throwing the ball. Uh, it's worked for them. I mean, it worked against Dallas. Of course, Dallas helped them out with roughly 703 penalties. Um, but in the end, Green Bay, they're, they were looking at a pair of top 10 defenses. And uh, that's something that gets overlooked, too, because of the fact that we talk about the offenses on these teams. But I think it's going to end up short of the number just because whether the 49ers game plan and the fact that the defenses can make plays, it's going to keep this one lower scoring than a lot of people prior are expecting. I see twenty seven seventeen, something like that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's entire I think that's entirely possible. I think that's Yeah, I would I would go along with something like that. Right in the ballpark. 20, 20, 24, 17, something like that. All right, guys. Rams Bucks down there at the uh, pirate ship. Buccaneers minus three. Again, forty seven. All these all these totals, guys, almost identical. Forty seven and a half, forty seven, forty seven. Uh the next game, by the way, will not have an identical total, but I digress. Rams look pretty damn good, Chris, on Monday night. Of course, uh, so did the Bucs um, against two, two teams that, eh, well, at least by their performances, probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs, uh, Philadelphia certainly. But, again, uh, you take what you got, and this one we've got two very good teams going at it. Basically, the odds makers have this one as these teams evenly matched with the three points for the home field. Chris, how you feeling this one? Tommy, terrific at age 44. Keep it rolling. I honestly don't know. To be honest, Scott, we talked about this. And like I said, we had Rock Riley, who's, who was down at the Bucks practice. He said that uh, Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen, you're talking about a starting center and an all-pro tackle. Uh, both of them participated in individual drills, but not team drills. So we don't know if they're going to play. If you And you're talking about if you're missing two of your starting offensive linemen, against that Rams front where Von Miller he had six sacks in the last nine games. Plus you've got Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. And let's face it, Brady is not uh, exactly the most mobile guy when it comes to moving around in the pocket. The Rams got a lot of pressure on him in that first meeting. And that's going to be a key. Plus, you know, Ronald Jones won't play. Fournette's going to try to play. Uh, but the Tampa Bay is really banged up in the receiver position. Uh, Brashad Perriman, they thought it was a hip injury. He's got a torn muscle in his side. He won't play. Cyril Grayson's still dealing with a hamstring. So it's going to be Mike Evans and, um, I don't know, Rachel, you're down there in Florida. You want to suit up for Tampa Bay? On Scotty Sunday? Miller, yo. It's going to be Scotty I Miller. Might be able, I going to say, I might be able to be a stunt double for Scotty Miller, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's a, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Were you surprised that Jensen and Wirfs came back in that game? that somebody didn't sit them down and go, you know, we're probably going to have another one of these fucking games. You guys just might want to take a break. I thought that they would, that Jensen would have sat out worse. I know he tried to get, he tried to gut it out, but he was about as mobile as, you know. Right. And then went down Andre again. And then went down again. Career. Uh, Scott Nowak asking a very, very relevant question. And one that we have asked throughout the season, Scott can, uh, can Matt Stafford come up big in a big game? Of course you and I, 
He burned us. I the, the only way to guarantee he has a good game is for you and I to get down big time on the interception prop, Scott. Uh, pretty much. I know I did not have that. I believe you did in that game last week. I absolutely week, did. I don't really know what to take away from that Cardinals game because Stafford looked good. He attempted, what, 17 passes? Right. I mean, they yeah. ran the ball down their throats. You, you blink and it's 14 nothing. So Stafford didn't do anything wrong, but we talked about Arizona and how that team with Kingsbury was falling apart everywhere leading up to the playoffs. Now you face Tampa, and Tampa's defense is really good. Chris brought up the injuries. Of course, you got to mention Antonio Brown with AWOL. Godwin's out for the year. They got no receivers. Uh, you got Mike Evans, and that's it. Gronk as well. But the point is, it's really tough to go against Brady at all in the playoffs. That's common sense. That's why most people in their gut still like Tampa, despite all the injuries to the offensive line, to the running backs with Fournette, and to the wide receivers. It's because you don't want to be that guy that fades Brady in the playoffs with Matt Stafford and loses. But at the end of the day, the more I've thought about this game, I like the Rams. They're just the healthier team. The injuries up front are huge when you have to talk about containing Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and company. And Stafford, don't get me wrong, he could make a couple of dumb throws. But they have the running game now. I know Tampa's good against the run. But it just seems like the Rams right now are the better team because they're the healthier team. And I think it'll be close. Philly did not beat a team with a, in a playoff team all season long, so they kind of got handed a layup in the first round. I think the Rams give them something. Give me the Rams. So and you have to here's too, the Tampa Bay secondary is not all that great. Richard Sherman's back on IR. His season's over. Right. Sean Murphy Hunting didn't play last week. He's questionable again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're down to you know a bunch of guys that probably would be you know bagging groceries if this was the uh, this was a different time. I mean Carlton Dean. Uh, or Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, you know, neither one of those guys really scare you. And you got to deal with OBJ and Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby. And Cam Akers looked good uh, last week. What I will say about the Cardinals, Kyler Murray looked completely Awful. indecisive when it, you know, either throw the ball or run. Don't stutter step and dance around and wait five seconds and end up getting sacked or throwing the ball out of bounds or forcing it into triple coverage. Make up your damn mind. He looked like he had to be playing shortstop for the A's. Dominated though. What? That's because the Rams' defensive line dominated the game. So So you can make the argument that with a banged up offensive line, you're not going to see a similar story to what happened against Arizona, but it could be close to it if if the Rams can dominate the line of scrimmage. So Chris, let me ask you this, and this is a theme we're going to come back to when we handicap the next game. These teams played earlier in the season, and in in LA, Rams won thirty four twenty four. Good news, bad news for the Tampa Bay defense. They only gave up 35 yards on the ground. Yay! Congratulations. Uh, they gave up the they gave up the info. They gave up the 4-1-1 through the air to Matt Stafford as he absolutely torched this defense. What changes here, buddy? I don't know if anything really changes. Like we said, Tampa Bay secondary is a train wreck waiting to happen. If they can't get pressure, and I mean, you're looking at guys like JPP uh, who have lost a step or two in addition to his finger. Easy. Uh, You've got uh, Shaq Barrett, who's been banged up, plus he had COVID. Levante David's a question mark in the middle of that defense. Um, if they can't get pressure on Stafford, I, I know a big thing is Andrew Whitworth isn't going to play for the Rams. So who's going to block on that side for the, uh, for Stafford? But if the Rams move the ball on the ground, if they even keep Tampa Bay honest where they can't drop multiple guys, eight or nine guys in coverage, it's going to be a tough day for the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I've got uh, what's your what's your final pick, Chris? Give me give me a side and a total. As much as I hate to say it, you know, because I'll probably have, be on the Bucks report Sunday, and then they'll never have me back again. Uh, I I think the Rams are have a really good shot of pulling this one out. I would take the Rams and the points just because Tampa Bay's got so many injuries. They asked Arians if they would leave Gronkowski in the block, just be, with that offensive line being like that, and he said no because Gronkowski is a good receiver. And they won't run two tight ends because Cameron Braid can't block. So, yep, yep, that's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rough night for uh, Brady. Like I said, the Rams got pressure on him, and I think it was twenty five point seven percent of his pa- his dropbacks in the first meeting, and that's when they had a full offensive line. If they don't have a, uh, their starting five, it's gonna be a lot tougher for touchdown Tom or Tom Terrific or Tom the Turd Bag or whatever you want to call him. Tom of Dar- Darwin Darwin Tenko said Gronk and Evans is all you need for Tampa Bay to win. 
Uh, we're going to test that theory because if Jensen and Wirfs can't go, we're going to find out if that's true. And I, I think my, my answer to that was if all you need was Gronk and Evans, why did they score no points against the Saints? Yeah, that's 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 legit. In a uh, game where Gronk got hit in the helmet as many times in the back of the helmet as many times as he caught a pass on that game, he was targeted eleven times, two hit him in the back, and that was just from Arians. That was just Arians hitting him in the back of the helmet that many times, <laughs> folks. Uh, so you got the Rams there. What's your total? I think it's going to stay under. I can't see. Um, I know that Tampa Bay's leaky pass wise, pass defense wise, but I can't see it getting ramped up that high. I think it's going to be twenty. Probably 24, 20, 24, 21, something like that. Miami Scott, what do you got? For me, I agree with Chris. I like I got the Rams in the under. It's really a spot where Brady has proven time and time again he could win with basically the local grocery men and find a way to make it to a Super Bowl. But I have to look at the Rams here getting points when they're the healthier team in there right now, the better all-around team when comparing the offense and defense with the current active projected rosters. As for the total... I got to like the under because Brady, I think, is going to be pressured a lot. And if you're expecting Stafford to do several stupid things in this game, means a couple interceptions, potentially while driving, I'll go with the under. All right. I'm going the other way. I've got the Rams, and I'll, but I've got the over here. I just don't, I just don't see the Rams running the football. This is the, for, for all their flaws on the uh, pass side. The defensive uh, front seven for Tampa Bay is extremely good and extremely good against the run. I think the Rams are going to throw the ball to win. I think the Rams win. I like the money line play there, by the way, as well. Uh, Tampa Bay are going, to, are going to be forced to throw as well with uh, injury to Jones, Fournette, uh, less than 100% best-case scenario. So I think I think we're going to see some throwing, and I think we're going to but, see but some let me, let me ask you this, guy: Do the Rams really need to run the ball effectively, or do they just need to commit to running the ball? Even if you average two, two and a half, three yards a carry, if you can keep the Bucks where they have to respect the fact that you're going to run, it's going to open things up for for the, uh, Los Angeles to go to to OBJ or Cooper Cup to move the sticks and control the clock. Where uh, quick question here, Scott? Where is Illinois State? Uh, I'm going to give a rotation. You got it. You got Illinois it. Is Evansville. Yeah. You got it. You got it in front of your rotation yeah. number, Scott. You got a rot number on that. I believe it was eight. What was it? Eight, eight, sixty. Eight, was it eight, sixty? What was it? Eight, sixty-eight, I think. Um, it, uh, it's eight, eighty-eight. Eight. Oh, that's it's right. Eight, seven it's, o'clock. it's eight, eighty-seven. It's eight, eighty-seven, eight, eighty-eight in your, uh, in your, uh, yeah. yeah, it's eight, eighty, eight, eighty-eight is Illinois state. There you go. Um, oh, lit up to seven and a half now. God, will we get it? At? We're movers and shakers around here. I'm telling you. Yeah, I liked it better when Illinois State was here by seven. But like I said in that um, on our show, Evansville can't score to save their lives. Mm-hmm. No, they're awful. Um, okay, buddy. And now the one that we've all been waiting for. It just so happens to be the last game on the board. It is the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, recent Super Bowl participants and winners. That must be weird for you, huh, Scott? We we go to the Super Bowl and win. Uh, I mean, Chris can't relate. No, I know, I know. Um, I meant Chris. So, Chiefs. Well, yeah, I don't know what a Super Bowl is. Well, you you guys remember when you used to go and lose, right? Well, Chris, in my defense, my team does have more titles than your team does. Oh, yikes! Yeah, not if you throw in the AFL, you don't. Yeah, yeah. there you go. All right, Chiefs minus two, uh, forty-seven is the no. It's not. It's not at all. 50, <laughs> Fifty-five and a half is the is it, total. Is it two again? I, I saw it was one and a half earlier. I hadn't looked. Uh, I've got it. I, I've got it. Let me, let me check the grid here. I've just got it with the site that I'm using. I it's, see mostly two. Yeah. I'm sure if you shop hard enough, there are probably a couple of one and a half. Well, if you like to, if you like to bet online, uh, actually, if you yeah, like I see MGM has it at one and a half and so does win. Yeah. yeah. And the Superbook. Westgate has it as well. Uh, five dimes has it at one. God bless five dimes. I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where you can still bet with five dimes, but yeah. I didn't even know they were still in existence. Uh, it's, they're, they're not in America. They're not in very many markets. Um, all right, buddy. Chris, I'll let you go first. Well, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a highly entertaining game. I mean, we're not going to go back and talk about week five uh, because, that was, like we said, that's a long time ago, just like it was for the Rams in Tampa Bay or for Green Bay in San Francisco. Uh, what it did show, Buffalo, is that they can go into a hostile environment like Arrowhead and win a game. Um and from what we saw last week, I mean, the interesting stat that we threw out a couple of weeks ago was in Bill Belichick's coaching career, and now it's twice, um, 
only twice in his career now has a team not punted against him, and it came in the last month, and they both came at the hands of the Bills. Okay. So, I mean, you see the way they decimated New England. Now I know that you're a big fan of Kansas City. I know you're a fan of. Hang on, I need, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to go look around the house see if I can find a fuck to give about what New England defense did. Sorry. Yeah, but the difference is New England's defense was a top top five defense for uh-huh. Kansas City. Okay. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll take the way that this Chiefs uh, defense gave up less points than any other team in the NFL over the last ten weeks of the season since they added Melvin Ingram. But who did they play in the last ten weeks of the season? You played the Raiders twice. You is played that, the Broncos twice. Is that really the road a Bills fan wants to go down about who they played? My point is, you're talking about the, how many points they gave up. Who led the league in scoring defense overall? Are we talking about overall? Or are we talking about how they've been playing recently? Well, look at how they played recently. Look who, you know, Buffalo has shut down teams recently. I grant, I grant they played the Jets, and nobody's impressed by them. Somebody wants to know how many playoffs Stafford played in. He he was 0-3 before last week. He won his first playoff yeah, It's hard game. to believe he's played that long, but but he played in, with such a bad team. I don't know what's more astounding, that he's been in the league that long or that he actually made it to three playoff games with the Lions. <laughs> that, would have, that would have been about two more than I thought. So... Was he a, yeah, they were probably all wild card games too, I would imagine. I'm sure, I'm I remember sure. I remember two of them. You had you had one against Roma where the Cowboys won on that controversial no call for holding, and they got buried by the Saints a while back. You know, D, the only two I remember. You know, D D from Detroit would know that. <laughs> Did they lose to Seattle? I think they lost to Seattle one time. That sounds right. I think those are the three. Playoffs is different for Tom Brady and Gronk. Tough to beat, even playing with the grocery baggers. I agree. It's not gonna be an easy it's not gonna be an easy game for the Rams, but I, I worry about the offensive line. Um, I think that the one point I'll make, though, just I know we're talking about the Chiefs game now, but people are just blindly saying Brady in the playoffs. People blindly bet on Saban in the title game. Yeah, Just because you have a ton of experience and just because you're constantly there doesn't mean year in, year out, you're automatically going to win. Belichick in the, Saban pl- Belichick lost in the playoffs. Saban because Bama's team was worse than Georgia's team, especially with the injury to Williams in the first half. But I do think that if you're looking at the rosters, the Rams are extremely live to win this game. And this line does seem quite questionable for the current health of both teams. Yeah, they don't. You're not. They're not giving Tampa Bay any love at all, which is understandable because with the injuries, I'm I'm concerned about them. And you know, I've seen a lot of Tampa Bay games because unfortunately they like to show them on TV down here. All right. So you, I, I interrupted your cool, your cool stat about uh, Belichick not giving up punts. That's great news. Well, I kind of want to be moderator here because let's be real. I know that Chris likes the Bills. I know you like the Chiefs. I'm, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. That's what's going to happen. So <laughs> before I get into my thoughts, do you have any thoughts on the total? Because we already know that Steen's going to like the Chiefs. You're going to like the Bills. So let's get that out of the way. Nice game. I mean, it, you get right down to it. There's a ton of offensive firepower on both sides. And like you pointed out earlier, with Tredavious White missing, it's going to put pressure on the secondary uh, for Buffalo, Levi Wallace and uh, Dane Jackson, Teron Johnson. One good thing that Buffalo has in the secondary that I can point to is, you know, that safety duo of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Uh, whether Scott likes them or not is irrelevant. You can't take away what they do on the field any more than I can sit here and say, Travis Kelsey sucks, you know, you can say whatever you want. It's not. It doesn't mean doesn't necessarily hold water. So you're gonna, you're going to put a safety on Tyreek Hill? Is that your plan? No, no, no. I'm just saying that those guys back there makes makes up for some of the loss of having not having Trey White. Okay. No, I wouldn't put a safety on Tyreek Hill. No. Okay. Well, I would probably I'd try to double or something like that, but I wouldn't put a safety on him. I well, think you'll see a lot of Saran Neal. They'll probably go to a a big a big safety look or run a run uh run him out there as a third safety because they do that sometimes as opposed to uh just leaving Johnson out there in the slot. Um let me ask you this, Chris. Who's the best te- who's the best team? Who's the best quarterback they faced after Jadarius White went out? Uh after White went out, mm-hmm. let's see that was on Thanksgiving. Uh they played Brady after that. How'd that go? Uh they ended up losing in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, they gave but they, that was also a game that they were down twenty four to three and came back and would have won the game in regulation had the refs, you know, decided. I don't to throw think he means the result. Todd Diggs gets mugged in the corner of the end zone. I don't think he means the results. I think he means Brady's passing numbers. I well, think that's the point he's trying to make. Well, here's here's the point I'm trying to make. Since they've had, you say, well, this has been a very good defense. Well, without White, they've faced Mac Jones, Tom Brady, Darnold, Mac Jones again. Uh, the ghost of Matt Ryan, 
and whoever the fuck the Jets threw out there. Uh, Wilson. Uh, that was Zach Wilson. Was that the okay? Well, I I, I get the shitty quarterback carousel confused with the Jets, but my point is they ain't face Pat Mahomes, buddy. That's that's what I'm saying to you. I, I no, but 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 you have to admit in that first meeting, Mahomes didn't look all that great either. They moved Old the Chiefs ball. I rewatched that game, and what I what I saw was a Chiefs team that basically moved the ball at will. Even though Mahomes, that was a, and I'd forgot the weather was shitty that night. That they the second half was played in in pretty much a driving rain, and the and the and the wind was awful. The other factor that I, I remember the lightning storm that bored the crap out of everybody for an hour and a half. Right. the The other factor in this. Um, we have a little bit of a difference in referees where the first game they had Carl Cheffers, I think leads the league in holding calls and DPI. And I think we've got, I think we've got Hussey in this it's one. John Hussey. Yeah. Be doing this. Who is the, who is the, he likes to keep his flag in his pocket. And they do, he does, his crew does throw a lot of holding calls though. Uh, they are, they, they throw the second least flags as far as crews. Now he's, he's got, He's got a mixed crew, of course, because it's the playoffs. He's got his own umpire. He's got his own line judge. He's got his own side judge. Um, I hate mixed and the replay person. replay official is also from his crew. So, what do you say? You what? I personally hate these hate mixed crews because there's no continuity. I agree. I, I agree with that. But I don't think we're going to see as many holding calls as we saw in the in the first game. Cheffers is, is nuts about the holding shit. So I think they're going to let him play. We saw what happened last week when they let the Chiefs play. It's not, it's, I don't know, buddy. I know you've got. But, but also, let's be fair. You were playing a Pittsburgh team that shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Oh, agreed. You only... Indianapolis beats Jacksonville. Yeah. But God knows why they can't win down there. Yeah, I understand. Three years they've lost to the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's just, we, we both played shitty teams that probably didn't deserve to be there in the first round of the playoffs and did very well. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Buffalo had the the immaculate game where they didn't punt and Kansas city put up five touchdown passes in 10 minutes and 50 seconds. So I think those are both pretty, pretty good accomplishments. Uh, Hussey is one of the best. Yeah, I agree, Tony. Absolutely. So let's talk about the total there a little bit. Is it, is anybody on the under, does anybody see this as a, as a tight low scoring game? I think the only argument would be, you just said that Hussey likes to let the guys play. So if you think they're going to allow some hand fighting on the outside, you might see less, free 35 yard penalties downfield. So I think that's the one counter. I'm not taking the under. No. Both teams scored 40 plus points last week. Yeah. Agreed. I'm going with the over. Agreed. And yeah, both- I mean, the last couple of meetings they were, you know, it was 38-20 and 38-24. I mean, they're not looking for a you're not expecting a 7-6 type of game here. Mm-hmm. At yard, I, I don't know what 7-6 game first 5 minutes maybe, first 10 minutes, yeah. but I feel, I feel, I got to tell you, I feel a lot better about this game after watching the first one. Even though if they lose by 18, I don't care. We were, we were able to move the ball. You guys smoked Dan Sorensen twice on late passes, on on deep passes. That ain't happening. You're not gonna, you're not gonna see Sorensen on digs again. You're probably not gonna see him on Dawson Knox again. So that's one of the biggest changes. That and the addition of Mel, Melvin Ingram. But we were without Chris Jones in that game. We've got Jones back. We've got a healthy Melvin Ingram ready to go. And you got Frank Clark, who seems to show up just in time for the playoffs each year. So, and you got it, and you got Willie Gay. So, no vacuum Willie cleaner Gay is safe. Going to play after he was arrested this week. Well, fuck, he threw a vacuum cleaner. What are you, you going to put? What are you going to keep him off the field? Or no way, no way. He, he absolutely is going to play. But you know the league's going to investigate it in the offseason. Right? Well, fucking, there's no no Hoover is safe. I don't. I don't <laughs> Didn't it take like a year or so for Melvin Gordon to get suspended or not suspended for like a DUI or whatever? Yeah, I don't I, think they're going to raise a storm over a vacuum cleaner compared. But I saw that Spagnolo. You know, he wasn't. He just passed the buck on to Andy Reid. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. He's in a he's very, focused too much on the game plan. He's in a very ritzy suburb of Kansas City, out in Johnson County and Overland Park. If if that happens in Kansas City, Missouri, if that happens in the apartment complex I live, the cops would be like, "Okay, you're good. It's fine." It's only because of where he was that that was even a deal. Um, I, so, I don't. I wasn't overly familiar with what happened. I just saw that they said that he was arrested, and then, then they turned around and said that Spagnolo said that it was up to Andy Reid. He broke a vacuum. So, he broke a vacuum. So my, cleaner, so, so my question is, since both of you, of course, laid out your arguments for your teams, you have anything else you want to add, or you feel like I should be the unbiased party here? I want to know which quarterback you'd rather have, Rochelle. Right now? Yeah, right now. They're both really, really good. I got to go with Mahomes. I think, if, I think you also have to preface that if you, it's not just a matter of which quarterback you want. It, it would have to be a. Let's say if you have the the weapons that 
and we'll make it really interesting, Scott. We'll say the weapons that the Jets have, which quarterback <laughs> would bring would make things better for the New York Jets. And I'm I'm sure you could say the carcass of Don Strock probably would too. But I mean, I f- I feel like the main argument that I'm going to make for this game, first of all, this is kind of a heart versus brain type of battle I'm having because, no offense, Scott, I'm rooting for the Bills. I like seeing new blood. I like seeing new teams being involved. And Buffalo, it's not even because they're in New York. I find the fan base fun. I know that you don't like them because you get into some beef on Twitter. I like the table stuff. I like the entertaining. They've been through a lot. Like, I'm yeah, rooting for Buffalo. That, you said that Twitter was interesting, but you didn't elaborate on what it was. Mm. Because I don't, I don't have anybody bother me on Twitter most of the time. All I know is I, Buffalo, I, I like the energy they got. I'm rooting for them. But my brain says Chiefs and Arrowhead laying less than a field goal. The team that's been to the Super Bowl the team that's won the Super Bowl, I'm going to go with Kansas City because I really have question marks about Buffalo's corners. I know that with White being out, they managed to have a great game against New England. To be honest, that was pretty much a perfect game. I'm not sure what Buffalo could have done better. They didn't punt. They stuffed New England when they needed to, and then garbage time took over at the end. So do I think Buffalo can really duplicate that type of performance? I don't think any team can duplicate that type of performance. That was one of the best all-around games I've ever seen. I do think in Kansas City, they'll look worse. But it's one of those, in order to beat the champ, you got in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ situations. And even though I'm rooting for Buffalo, until they go into Kansas City in the playoffs and beat Mahomes with a healthy Tyree Kill, a healthy Kelsey, and a defense that did get a lot better in the second half, I'm going to hold my nose and take Kansas City, even though I would be pretty happy if Buffalo made it to the AFC title game. All right. All right, good. So I'm going Chiefs in the over. Scott, you're gonna is Chris, you're gonna pull a you're gonna pull a fast one and take the Chiefs here? No, I'm not. I I'm not gonna take the Chiefs. I mean I wouldn't take the Chiefs anymore that you're gonna take Buffalo, but one thing you have to remember too, is you talk about how the Chiefs got better defensively, you also have to look down the stretch. Buffalo found a run game that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And how are the Chiefs gonna deal with not just Devin Singletary, how are you gonna stop Josh Allen with the design runs? Because it's not just him scrambling around, which we said Kyler Murray should have done against the Rams. It's not just design stuff, or it's not just the scrambles. It's designed runs too, like the one that the QB sweep or the the things like that. Because you have to take that away. It's it's not that simple to do when you got a guy that's you know six five two forty. I feel like one point would just be that the Bills played so well against the Patriots. I know the Steelers are terrible. They shouldn't have been in there. It looked like Kansas City was sleepwalking and they still scored 40-plus points. Buffalo played a perfect game. So the question is, do I think Buffalo is more likely to duplicate that performance or do I think Kansas City is more likely to actually look like they give a damn for the entire 60 minutes in this one compared to the first round? I'd say the latter. It's a really a coin flip game, but it's tough for me to go against Mahomes with Reed and Arrowhead. All right, very good. It's really tough for me to do that. Very good, boys. Um... Yeah, I'm I've, I've, I'm I'm on KC here. They they were able to stop Josh Allen on the majority of the design runs. He he busted a couple late, but on the majority of the little off tackle, the little sweeps, little misdirections, they did fine. I'm not, uh, I, you know what? If 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 Josh Allen's running is the difference in this game, fucking my hats off to you. More power to you. Um, that's just not generally the way these things work out. I've got I've got the Chiefs here. Is again to be the to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. I'm not afraid to fade the Chiefs. Uh, if you watched our show, I've done it plenty this season. Uh, I was ready. To, I was ready to fade them. If here. I recall, though, you didn't fade them in Week Five when I was out here, and you said that Kansas City was going to wipe the floor with them. No, I thought they'd be ready. I thought. I thought they. And here's something else that I think we've ridden this trend all season long. It's been a really good one, at least late in the year. It's been Kansas City Chiefs early first quarter, first half. Do not play that this week. This is a team that traditionally starts slow in the playoffs. They come out and they come out a little too fired up. I think Mahomes still gets that hand that he comes out for the introductions and the crowd is fired up and the fucking drums beating the fireworks are going off. I think it takes him about a quarter to settle down. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Buffalo with a seven three lead, ten seven lead. But uh, hang on to your hats and 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't pound the Buffalo Bills live at that point. So I see thirty twenty seven type of final. All right, Bronco Devil says 38-20 Chiefs. I know that was their 38-20 Bills. I know that was the score of the first game. Very, very different game. Rewatch, rewatch that game, brother, like I did the, before the show today. 
And you know, I think you'll see some reasons for my optimism. So, all right, there it is, guys. Just a recap. Bengals, Titans. I've got the Titans minus four. Scott has the Bengals and the points. I've got the over 47 and a half. He has the under. Chris, where are you at on that one? I, 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 I know you're under as well, right? Yeah, Tennessee minus four and under. Okay, so you split with us. Uh, the Packers games, I think we're all on the Packers there, right, boys? Yes. Yeah. We all, all like Packers and under. And we all like the under 47. Um, you and I are on the Rams. Scott, you on the Rams as well and the Bucks. Yeah, Chris, I'm on the Rams Chris, and the under. Chris, rather, sorry. Yeah, I, I went with the Rams and the under. All right. I just, I just don't have faith in Tampa Bay. That's but, right. Uh, you guys are you guys are both on the under there, and I am uh, going away from the herd, and I am on the over. 47 and Bills Chiefs. Uh, no surprise that uh, Chris is on the Bills plus the two points. Probably likes him even on the money line, huh? Um, I, hadn't looked at, I hadn't looked to see what it was. So, yeah, probably 110. Probably 110, 115. Yeah. Uh, Scott and I are on the Chiefs minus the two. We are all um, dramatically on the over 55 and a half. So, there you go. Scott doing a UFC video tomorrow. Darling, uh, I'm going to do my best. I'll go through a couple of fights and hopefully we'll get it out. Probably. Midnight, maybe 1 a.m. Uh, very good. All right, Chris. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem, Scott. Keep it, keep, keep hitting those parlays, brother. Keep those, keep the bills out of your parlays. That's what I'm saying to you. Uh, I don't do too many. Uh, I haven't had too many NFL ones just because you know nobody come, nobody wants to come out on the weekend. So, Rachel, have a good time tonight doing fat rails off strippers' asses. Enjoy that. I'll do my best. Okay, and everybody else in the comment section. No hat Monday. Yeah, no shit. This is, you know me, guys. I'm not a hat guy. I'm not a hat guy, but I had when when I saw Chris in his buffalo hat, I, I couldn't let it go. So um you guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us, of course. Make sure you stop by and check us out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott Reichel and I do our very best to help you head back to the window. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.